This podcast is brought to you by Ending HIV. PrEP is a pill that people take to reduce their risk of HIV. When taken as prescribed, it's up to 99% effective. HIV prevention is all about choice. Some people prefer condoms, and that's great. For others, PrEP is what works for them. Whatever choice you make is great and will help us end HIV. It's important to remember that PrEP only prevents HIV and can't prevent other STIs. So it's always good to have condoms in the mix. To find out if PrEP is the right option for you or for more information on PrEP, visit endinghiv.org.nz. Yoda, yoda, yoda! Welcome to Drag Race Down Under, brought to you by Ending HIV, a weekly kick-ons recap. This week, we're joined by extra special co-host Blaze from Ending HIV. Am I Rue? No. Are you Michelle? No. Are we about to act like we are? Duh. The night is young. No, we're not done. Party back at ours. Everybody's welcome to the kick-offs. You're welcome. Welcome back to Drag Race Down Under. Uh, Brought to you by Ending HIV. We are here back again with the one and only, the stunning, the gorgeous Blaze Clotworthy from Ending HIV. Back, back, back again. <laughs> Welcome home, Mama. Oh, so good Queens to be home. Down Under. <laughs> My touch is so tight. <laughs> what was your um, thoughts on the last two episodes? We haven't seen you since. I know I've missed the you. Um, <laughs> I am just. I'm loving this season. It is so watchable. Yeah. The TV, like the t- the television of it all, is so great. Um, and I think yeah. because it's because it's kind of closer to home, the content's a little closer to home, the queens are a little closer to home, the stakes feel way higher for us as an audience. And yes, I think particularly so when we're rooting, like, for queens representing our country, is there's something kind of patriotic about it too, which I love. Um, and totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving, I'm living. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I adore ketamine. I just, I, her, her, Campness and uh, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. Yay. Now, before we get into the episode, Ending HIV had some exciting, hopeful, amazing news this week. Yes, we sure did. So, um, we have just had the um, AIDS epidemiological data released uh, for 2020, um, where we have seen a 49% decrease in uh, transmissions of HIV in Aotearoa since 2016, which is 
incredible. Um, and also, uh, as well as that, it's the lowest amount of HIV transmissions in Aotearoa in 20 years since the early 2000s. So it's really, really promising trends. Um, with the highest, we had, you know, we had the highest rate of transmission um, back in 2016. So to see a nearly 50% decrease since then is so promising. So all of our listeners out there who are taking their PrEP, who are using their condoms, who are getting tested regularly, it's all on you, babies. You're doing so great. Great honeys and keep going. Yes. Um, <laughs> keep up the good work. And obviously compounded with that is um, we had some other amazing news on the international HIV um, uh, circuit, shall we say, um, where yeah. Pose star Billy Porter um, has disclosed, has publicly disclosed his HIV status after 14 years, I think, since his diagnosis. And mm. the poignancy of that and what that means for the, I guess, the global HIV community is extraordinary. It's so important that we get voices of prolific queer folk, particularly prolific queer POC folk. Um, and Billy, obviously, given his work in Pose um, and the stories that um, Billy is representing in Pose, compounded with his real life experience is just groundbreaking and extraordinary and we love him for it. So yay, Billy. Yeah, absolutely. So great. Just to have someone who is so recognised, yeah. giving a voice to to that, not cause, but just to that situation. And yeah, I think it's just amazing and it will open a lot of conversations, even for people who watch Pose, who it's uh, he's literally everywhere. It's like daytime TV watchers are going to be learning about um, yeah. how HIV isn't a death sentence yeah. or isn't something to be ashamed of. Exactly. Yeah. And I think his whole story arc with it as well, you know, this this thing about um, him, him starting a new chapter and him kind of going, I have lived with this with compounded fear and all this stuff for so long. And now it's just, it's not just me in the equation. He, he's saying, you know, I've got a family now. I have other aspects of my life to answer to. Um, and, mm. uh, you know, I think this kind of um, shared responsibility, particularly around HIV stigma that we all have, um, I think is mm. so, it's so poignant um, of Billy to to be bringing these issues through his own experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yay, Billy. We love you. Love you, Billy. And who else do we love? The whole cast of Drag Race Down Under. Queens Down Under. I just love that song so much. What a bangaroo. Do we think that it's Michelle Visage singing that song? Well, yes. yes. I love it. It sounds like her so much. Right. Like if you compare that step song she did last year or this year mm. um, and and the Queen's Down Under, it's like, huh. Mm. And even like watching her lip sync along with the Queen's and she's like, Queen's Down I was yeah. like, that is not a lip sync. Yeah. That, that is the real <laughs> Girl, it's singing that live. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like Britney Spears. Exactly. <laughs> But why would they not disclose that? It seems bizarre. Maybe because it's not about Michelle. Mm. Well, in my heart, yeah, it's Michelle Visage's it Drag Race. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so true. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. Mm. It is episode four. So we're at the halfway point. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. There's seven. There's now, well, yeah, I guess there's still seven queens because we had a return, which we'll get into. So we see the recap from last week and see that Scarlet had won, Electra was in the bottom, and Coco leaves. Um, which was so sad. We loved Coco Jumbo. And we see the queens walk back into the workroom and Electra's confused about why she is in the bottom and can't figure out what the judges are wanting from her. Oh, that, just watching her be so confused about how she could possibly end up in the bottom was TV gold. It was TV gold. It was. <laughs> <laughs> like, her, I wonder how she feels watching that back. You know how a lot of queens, when they do post-interviews, they... Um, they kind of come to an understanding about what the judges were trying to say because they can see it fully realised, mm. not just in the moment. Yeah. So I I wonder if she's looked at that now and been like, okay, maybe, maybe they didn't mean I was Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Like, you know, and it's quite interesting as well. Like, I think the whole narrative arc of that sequence between queens, I guess, providing some quite provocative feedback to contrasted with Electra's, um, I guess, kind of uh, ability to kind of riff on that or to kind of parry that with her own self-confidence was bloody so, like, I was on the edge of my seat watching it. Like, it was like watching tennis. Yeah. She, Electra is a very good reality TV mm person contestant I guess is the yeah she actually takes the other queen's critiques quite well I think and then but when she's in the like uh confessionals (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. spicy (laughs) (laughs) so etc etc says that the judges um critiques say that Electra doesn't have a taste level and says that next time she goes out on the runway um she'll give her a head to toe and let her know what she thinks which was like oh and then Scarlett says it's like putting glitter on a turd it's still a piece of shit which is which like, was ha- like horrible so harsh <laughs> yeah <laughs> The Aussie and New Zealand queens, I think, are so much more savage oh than... Oh, my God, yes. ...the American and British. Yeah, it's like a whole a whole new level of, of like, non-censorship. <laughs> and to think that... And like, I know, so... It's like airing at, like, 8.30 on, on free-to-air television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So many swear words. I just wonder, like, the BBC is censoring the hell out of this... Um, season of Drag Race. Yes. Yeah, they would have to be. They literally are. It's everywhere. <laughs> so good. Well, we're lucky we get it fully realised. Mm. So they enter into the workroom. Electra's feeling good. She feels that she was in the bottom for being too good. Um, and she's fed up with et cetera, et cetera, and Scarlet coming for her. And she's standing her ground, which was, yeah, again, interesting because she, there's something really about Scarlett Adams that Electra just does not like. Do you think it's like this classic, like, dancer versus dancer kind of, like, it reminds me of when I was, like, eight when when, when I'd go to, like, <laughs> dance competitions and dancers yes. would just, like, be pitted against each other. 
And I just, I wonder if there's something there, because it was kind of in the, from the first episode, there was that thing that they said, uh, that Scarlett said about. Yeah, no competition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. continued. So Scarlett literally thinks that um, Electra can't dance, and Electra thinks that Scarlett's a mover. <laughs> it's like, girls, you can both dance. Exactly. There's room. Yeah. There's room for everybody yeah. here. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So Rue enters, and the pit crew bring in a box of junk and things that deserve a second chance. Which we were all like, "There's gonna be a bring back." I wasn't a hundred percent convinced it would be Art Simone. Like I kind of thought it, but I did kind of hope it would be JoJo Zaho. Oh my god! I literally had that in my notes. I was like, like, please be JoJo. We didn't get enough JoJo, yeah. and we ne- like that indigenous representation would just be so gorgeous. Totally, absolutely. So Art Simone pops out of the trash and officially rejoins the competition. And that's kind of the end of it. There's no explanation why there's no competition to, like, let anyone else have a chance of a comeback. Mm. There's just Rue is like, she's back. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really odd. And also the Queens just, like, took it. They did. Also, interesting... Um, I guess plot point or story note is when they're like, so was it you who wrote the watch out note to um, Coco? Mm. And then it's like, okay, yeah, she was. But like, that was a whole plot point storyline thing that just kind of went nowhere after that. It was just kind of like, okay, totally. okay, we're done. It's, <laughs> it's done. That's dealt with. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. And, like, Art didn't even say, like, oh, I just wanted to, like, cause a little exactly. bit of trouble, you know? Like, okay, maybe I wrote it. Yeah, but was it. it, do we think it was um, allegedly producers planting it there to, like, like make it, like, oh, someone's going to get brought back, someone's watching oh, from afar? I think it was Art being, like, I... I'm going to post this so that next episode they're still talking about me. Or whenever they find it, they're still going to be talking about me. Oh, that's so. a lot of th- forward thinking. She's, she's that think- thinking, though. She's that thinking. <laughs> she loves to think. <laughs> like, she was so in her head the whole time. She's so, like, everything is Meticulous. very... Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so the Maxi Challenge is a design challenge to make something fabulous from the trash. It is carnage when they're grabbing the junk out of that box. Like, that is my worst nightmare, trying to, like, push past people to secure something. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It's like a Black Black Friday um, sale. Yes. (laughs) Yes. How would you go in at this challenge, Blaze? That's such a... Because, like, you see them all kind of gearing up to go. They're like, and may the best queen win. And they were da-da-da-da. I don't know. I think I I would be a runner. I think I would be like a... I would literally probably run and dive and just kind of throw Mm, myself. I see you as a diver. Yeah. I would... I think I would be (laughs) in there, like... Um, you know, like Tom Daly diving, um, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and just. But also, I like comparing myself against the tactics of someone like Electra, who looks like she was mm. kind of stockpiling to stop other people from getting stuff. I don't think that would be me. I think I would get what I thought I needed, and then that alone um, 
rather than stop. Yeah, I think that's a better way to go Mm. because otherwise you end up with too much stuff that your brain is like, where do I even begin? But if you've Mm. only got like a thatch basket, then you just go off that. You just unwind that thatch, baby, and you make that glamorous gown. (laughs) Yeah. I'm that thatch. (laughs) (laughs) Thatch game, honey. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm now realizing she didn't even use any of that stuffing. I know. Why? Not obviously that she pulled out of the toys. No, the stuffing was to release some anger. Yeah, which <laughs> she was worked, having I a think. bit of a therapeutic moment. Yeah. <laughs> now this is interesting. Maxie admits that she's not a sewer, but she did take a class to prepare, which we always say, like. For the queens that come on and, like, I can't sew, it's like, you've had time. Yeah, yeah, why? So just even learn the tiniest bit. Yeah, 100%. Can you sew? Well, I was going to say this, and it's in my notes too. I was, this This is what I'm bringing to the pod this week is a confession. This is where I would get eliminated in the competition because it is, oh. like, I I just can't. I have, I, I have terrible, when it comes to conceptualizing, creating so like in terms of my visual visual art skills nah I don't I don't mm. I don't got it and you know like, all my costumes that I wear in drag are all made by my drag mother like I and I just sit there kind of trying to be like okay so this is how we do it we like my drag mother doesn't even use patterns she just kind of is like okay so here's wow. fabric. this is what I'm gonna do and she, like within an hour there's like this full caftan that we've got it's fucking exquisite but I yeah so this is where I would I would have to be like Maxie and go and take some lessons I'm sure if I took some lessons I could learn some basic skills but I'm a whiz with a hot glue though yeah I I know how much Rue hates a hot glue and I guess we'll we'll get to that later in the episode but I I you know I'm quite good with a hot glue gun but we'll see yeah, I love that. I love that. So Art is back and Karen has some feelings about it. Um, she, it's like she's almost upset that she, like she thought her biggest competition had gone home. Yeah. And then she like goes on about how Art like got eliminated during the snatch game. Mm-hmm. So that like gives her the idea of like doing another snatch game character that she didn't get to do. And I don't know, it was kind of bizarre. Interesting strategy. Interesting strategy. Like, okay, so if art gets to redeem herself based on her snatch game performance, I'm going to do my alternative snatch game performance and redeem myself from snatch game. Yeah, interesting thinking. <laughs> because art's here, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. But I guess it's also like, because I would be like Karen in that challenge. I just would not know what to do. And you would just grasp at any idea mm, you had. Totally. And, and <laughs> Literally, you know, she's just like, God, I wish I was high right now. Hi, hi, we, Chappelle Corby, done. Yeah, but also, like, she even said in her, in her confessional that she's like a storyteller and... Um, she is like that. Her shtick is is mm. so embedded in storytelling, and I think from that perspective, in terms of kind of leaning on her strengths in that way, it was a really wise move. And what she did wasn't yeah. it didn't fall apart. It wasn't it wasn't like shit. Um, but it, mm. I guess it just was not the brief. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been great in snatch game. Totally. <laughs> yeah, not thatch game. Yeah, not, that, not thatch game, honey. 
<laughs> so Electra is not sharing anything that she's acquired. Scarlet goes over and asks if she can borrow some pants. Yeah, yeah. she's not those and... knickers away. No. <laughs> Which I mean is fair. Like it's it was, a strategy. It's a strategy, but it was also nice that you did see like Keita was helping Anita. There mm-hmm. was some camaraderie in the in the workroom. Oh, and there was that um, there was that moment where um Scarlett helped Maxie. Was it Maxie? And Maxie was like, see, yes. Scarlett isn't a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just hates you, Electra. <laughs> oh my god. Good t- honestly, this episode was such good TV. It really was. I was just thinking we haven't heard this isn't RuPaul's best friend race yet once through the season, which is kind of shocking. It's because they're not friends. They're just not friends. um, Electra even said before RuPaul came in, like, I hate you guys now. We're not friends or something. Yeah. I also appreciated when she called, later on, she called Scarlett a shady biatch and the cap was like specifically biatch. I know. It was so good. (laughs) It was so good. <laughs> we love the editors. Um, so Anita's struggling with the sewing machine. She says she loves sewing, but sewing doesn't love her. Oh. And the queens are worried for her. How could sewing not love Anita? She's just so lovable. <laughs> Everybody loves Anita. Like, why does sewing not love her? <laughs> and this is when I first started to think, like, okay, we might be in trouble here. But hopefully not. Yeah. And dot dot dot. So then Rue comes in and does <laughs> comes in and does her little sides sides with the queen. So Art's up first, and Rue tells Art she's funny and creative, but she has a lot to prove, mm. which is interesting. I just still can't get over the fact that it was Art Simone that they brought back. It's RuPaul's. I want to know why. Explain yourself. RuPaul's white drag queen race. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. I also think, like, because Art's got a contract with World of Wonder, because she does Mm, shows for them, if it was. Honestly, it probably is. And it probably would have been the same, like, if Karen got eliminated earlier, because Karen obviously has the relationship there as well, so... Yeah, maybe. Mm. Who knows? So then we talk to Karen. Uh, Rue says Karen needs to be the world's best sewer. She's not. Rue does not know who Chappelle Corby is, which was really Hilarious. Just her being like, no. Do you know Chappelle Corby? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Rue suggests that adding a character is kind of making the challenge harder for Karen. Karen disagrees, but I, again, think it's just that thing of her needing to find a way to try and make this challenge work for her. Yeah, and it is that thing. It's like your first idea in that pressure cooker situation, if you're not that, uh, like, talented of a seamstress, mm. you got to keep pushing on. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But also, listen to Rue. Like, she's literally saying, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I don't like your idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we have Keita. Keita admits she's been getting in her head. Rue asks her, how is your head? And thank goodness she knew what to respond and said, haven't had many complaints. And then she said, actually, no, that's a lie. I have had complaints, which was probably the best response it's to that so question. And then too much tea. Too much tea. Ever, too much and tea. I, yeah. think, I think Keita has had um, veneers 
put in as well, which is really, uh, um, <laughs> which is quite funny. Yeah, she's got gorgeous teeth, though. That oh my god! Funny. Like if, if, I, if I wanted she any, does. if I wanted a toothy blowjob from anybody, it would be Cheetah's veneers. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, Kita has the Oh my god, that's an OnlyFans ad. Kita's veneers. Toothy blowjobs by Kita. Oh, I love it. We need to get onto yeah, this. Yeah, it's a market. There's definitely a market for it. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. So then we see Electra talking to Rue. She admits she doesn't know how to style, but she does know how to sew. Yeah, she's like, has a little dig at herself. But that was almost, yeah. Like, I don't know how to style, but I do know how to sew. It's like, stop telling people that you can't style yourself because everyone believes you. <laughs> it's not even like a funny, like, put down moment. It's literally yeah. just like a, we know you can't style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that, yeah. Like, where's that Where's that self-confidence just... gone, girl? Bring that self-confidence yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So um, Anita reminds us that the judges, oh, sorry, Electra reminds us that the judges asked her to step it up um, and she decides that she's going to go with a kangaroo hunter concept, um, which doesn't really get taken that well by Rue and he points her in the direction of maybe doing a gown, something a bit more glamorous. And she listens. She takes on board. Okay. You know how you were saying that um, if you were to, like, draw something and try and conceptualize it, it would be a disaster? <laughs> Can we just take a moment for the, the kangaroo hunter drawing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that needs to go in a museum. I want it, I want it as my iPhone background. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> it would literally be an iPhone cover yes. as well. Yeah. Um, you know Chris Parker has his, like, um, yeah. felting thing in the museum? Yes. To to that? Yes. Yeah, Electra's kangaroo Oh, my God. Electra, if you're listening, send your kangaroo hunter drawing to the museum. <laughs> please, please. Uh, you know how Art Simone was like, yeah, I got all this pink stuff and it reminded me of my little niece? That reminded me of my little niece too. <laughs> so funny. So good. So um, Maxie is using the drag bags. Everyone's unsure. Um, hard to sew. Yeah, because it is hard to, sh- is hard to sew. Sorry, um, explains first suck of the salve. Yeah, fair, fair suck, suck of the salve. Fair suck of the salve. She says it to Rue and Rue's like, what does that even mean? And so I Googled <laughs> what fair suck of the salve means. <laughs> and An equal chance or share just like everyone else. So it's like having a fair go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like fair dinkum. Fair. And yeah. Yeah. Fair suck Every- of the salve. I didn't get it, but I think it actually is not talking about Savion Blanc. It's talking about like a saveloy. Yeah, I thought I thought saveloy. Fair suck of the mm, sausage. It's kind of hot. That's s- what. Yeah, that's yeah, why I thought it was sausage. an innuendo. Yeah, interesting. Because I also watched. Yeah, because that's where goes. You're talking about dick. Yeah, right? yeah. Ah, uh, because I when I watched the when because I watched it with the subtitles, like the subtitles. Mm. Didn't spell sav s a u v. It was like s a v. So I guess I guess yeah, it must be a savoy. The teach. Yeah. yeah, random. So great. Um, Maxi, Maxi. Everyone's saying to Maxi like, maybe that fabric is not a good idea. 
and she sticks with it, and I she really did. And no, that fabric doesn't have stretch, but she explains why she doesn't use stretch though. It's because it confuses her sewing ability, yeah. and if she only has limited sewing ability. Go for it. Yeah. She looks fucking fit in that outfit. Oh, my God. The silhouette so was so delicious. So delicious. Mm-hmm. It really was. <laughs> Made me want to go back to my crop top days. Oh, in the middle of winter. <laughs> well, beginning of winter, you know how it is. So we get to et cetera, et cetera. Um, she's basically finished her outfit and tells Rue she wants a critique this week because she has been safe. From, I think every episode except yeah. this one. Um, so good work. I guess that's also hard because if you say I want a critique this week, could mean that you aren't getting a good critique. <laughs> I mean, you're leaving yourself open, right? You're leaving yourself open to a yeah. range of possibilities. Totally. So then we have Anita. She's using books and tape and hot glue. Um, and this is when we find out that Anita is in the Navy, in the Navy band. In the Navy. And plays the trumpet. <laughs> yeah. I I had no idea. Oh, my gosh. So I think one of the first performances I ever saw of Anita, she played the trumpet in drag. And it was wow. wild. It was so wild. She's so talented. She's so, so talented. Yeah. I would love to know. Like, I guess if you're going to be in the Navy, being in the Navy band as a drag queen is probably like the safest place for you. But it's interesting to me, just this absolute opposite of military drag queens. The thing is, if you love playing the trumpet, and I mean the trumpet, <laughs> and you want to get paid for it, yeah. like what, where do you go? Join the you Navy. either go to the orchestra Oh, you join yeah. the Navy, exactly. Those are your options. And I guess there's a lot more, um, oh my God. I don't know, uh, you know, that whole thing about people in the Navy, the people who, you know. Queers in the Navy. Queers in the Navy. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> full of semen. That, or is that what Scarlett says? I yeah. always knew she was full of semen. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So then Scarlett goes up. Rue asks her to give Electra some advice. Um, and that could have gone either of two ways, uh, but she shoves Electra under the bus and lets Rue know there is so much more to performing than doing the splits 20 times. And everyone's reactions in the background are just like... Art is like fallen to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I had missed Art's reactions to everything. My, I'm yeah, so say, glad to have My question back. is, though, do we agree with Scarlett? Yes, there is more to performing than doing the splits 20 times in a row, definitely. But, like, I just still think, like, Electra was, the challenge was to, like, perform to your best ability. Exactly. And she did that. Like, what yeah. was she going to do? Totally. Dump herself down and then be at risk of going home? Yeah, she pulled that I out of the I think the thing but... was that she didn't create choreography that was, like, if, everyone had been on stage doing 20 splits, it would have been fucking incredible. But if you've got her splits, 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 and you've got Maxie just, like, pushed to the floor. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I guess that's (laughs) true in terms of, like, as the team leader, taking the varying abilities of the people in your group and choreographing accordingly, which I guess that's what RuPaul was saying to Scarlett in terms of, like, you as the winner, like, you as the leader of that group, 
did this really well? And what would you be saying in terms of that? But maybe Scarlett's yeah. delivery could have been slightly more diplomatic. I mean, it was worth the reactions that we got Scarlett from the rest of the group. Scarlett does not do diplomatic. No. It really was worth it yeah. for those. Yeah. <laughs> so... Then Rue leaves and Electra defends herself. She says, like, I have to stand up for myself here. Um, you're in her confessional. She says she's a mover, like we said. But Electra says, like, she's danced for Sia, Jessie J, J-Lo, and she's, like, sick of being nice and is ready to be a bitch now. Which, yeah, it's interesting. I just think sometimes her confessionals just really... Hard to watch. Mm. She just seems angry. She seems really yeah. angry. Yeah. It's not like shady or it's like there's a chip on her know. shoulder or something where she mm. it, it, like it feels like because she kind of when she came in in the first episode and she was like, I'm the underdog. I've never been the underdog before. It's like that yeah. is causing almost like an aggressive or like an aggression towards mm. it's, it's and it, it, it's yeah, it's I, I I I feel sad because like she is so talented and she could if she was just like more confident or like knew knew that kind I don't know then mm. her her confessionals might not be as aggressive or as or, or yeah. she might not feel the need to be as aggressive yeah yeah mm. and I think it would be hard like everyone is coming at her the judges. <laughs> the other queens, mm. and that is hard. Like, that's – imagine someone constantly telling you you didn't look good yeah. or, you know, it, you could, it would be so oh, hard yeah. to not take Can't that imagine. personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, actually, I've got a story about this um, just from personal experience. Like, Ooh. I have to say, like, I really admire Electra's, like, tenacity and, and being able to um, parry and deflect and respond to these criticisms coming at her from her peers – I remember one of the first mm. one of the first drag gigs I ever did. Um, a few weeks later, I was at a party in drag, and a prolific, quite prolific queen in Auckland at the time came up to me. I'd, I'd never met her before. It was wild. Um, I'd never met her before, and she came up to me and she was like, "Ah, oh, Miss Wednesday." Um, uh, what, did, what did she say? She was like. Oh, your your look is busted, but you've got talent, so that'll see you through, I guess. Um, and I was like, just like <laughs> young, kind of fresh queen. I had like not like I I yeah, didn't really know anybody in the drag community, and she just like came for me. And since then, since that very moment, I have not mm. actively participated in the drag community because of that single incident. And, um, it, yeah, I, I, like, I applaud Electra and being able to just, like, parry that shit away because, girl, I couldn't. So, like, yeah, yeah. I think I yeah. yeah. That sucks. That's so shit. Oh, look, it's, it's, it's yeah. water <laughs> on the bridge now. <laughs> yeah, look at you now. <laughs> okay, so we get back into the workroom and this is when Scarlett helps Maxie thread her machine yeah. and... Um, Maxie says, see, Scarlett's lovely. Anita um, reveals she had a crush on Buzz Lightyear as a child, which was interesting to me. Okay, but everyone had a crush on a cartoon. Oh, totally. Like, like Baby Simba. Simba. Yeah. yeah, we always say. Awesome. Or Prince Eric <laughs> or, or Aladdin. Yeah. 
Yes. If I was going to have a crush on anyone, it would have been Woody. Why? Because he's so cute and he, like, dresses like a Wellington alty guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all in the name. (laughs) It is all in the name. I mean, Buzz Lightyear, whatever floats your boat, you know? Yeah, Woody and Arsless Chaps, like, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> I am so sorry to anybody listening for destroying your childhood. <laughs> Do you know what? I think if you Googled Woody in Arseless Chaps, there will be thousands of drawings. I'm going thousands. to. I'm oh my God, but... right now. <laughs> Woody, Toy Story, I... Arseless Oh, yeah. I was going to say you might need chaps. to define <laughs> yeah. that. Let's have a look. There's got to be. Do you think Woody is an international <laughs> term or it's just like a New Zealand and Australian thing? I wonder. I, surely it's international. Okay, so yeah. there's one that I found of, like, clearly two gays at Pride dressed up as Buzz Lightyear and Woody. And Buzz Lightyear is in oh, a it. crop. Oh, my God, and he's got, wow, he's packing. Um, cool. And <laughs> Woody has got his assless chaps. Ah, oh, amazing. We will, you'll have to send that to us and we'll post okay. it Buzz on Instagram. Oh my God, guys. <laughs> Whoa. That is, oh my God. Buzz Lightyear okay, is maybe not we can't post that on our gram. <laughs> I'm going to send it to y'all anyway. Hey, Google it for yourselves. So yeah, Google it for yeah, yourselves. Please, please. Think about this, episode, later. this episode, right? Because there was no mini challenge, there is so so much workroom stuff going on. Yeah. Yes. The workroom went on for hours. It really did. Which was so good. Yeah. So Electra changes her concept. She um, puts the kangaroo hunter in the bin. Um, and Kida is saying that she thinks Anita's outfit is the worst and she's getting a bit worried. Mm. Oh. I really just thought that we would end up with Akita and Anita lip sync. Like, I thought that whole trajectory would have been... Great TV! More. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to get a job on that producing job. Exactly. So this is when Etcetera starts talking about her experiences as a non-binary person and her conflicts with gender as a binary and as a concept. And we are so lucky to be with you today, Blaze, because like Electra, you are non-binary. Oh, et cetera, sorry. (laughs) You are non-binary. And how did you react to this conversation? I thought it was great. Do you know what? So I had three friends message me kind of almost simultaneously being like, oh my God, et cetera's thing. And yeah, it it kind of hit me on a different level because at this point I was kind of not liking etc this episode i was like you are too confrontational for me mm. and up to this point i loved etc i was like i want to date you etc if you're listening please be out of my dms on <laughs> but um yeah <laughs> this point, and this really made me just like connect back in um and yes. I, I i so just in terms of what they were saying about their expression of gender um particularly around not feeling like they fit in obviously to either binary but thinking that they were potentially maybe a trans woman but then kind of being like no that's not for me um I kind of had something similar um but kind of going back to the kind of cis man thing um where my presentation my gender presentation is kind of quite conventional kind of 
gay twink vibes, um, preppy twink. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I quite often, um, like I like I have only very recently, very recently publicly come out as non-binary um, kind of because of this and because I was constantly feeling like I had to excuse people's I guess misgendering and so I kind of I kind of kept held on to the he him pronouns for a long time anyway so um, I had an experience last week where um, I was doing this commercial shoot for um, this international brand um, as it was my first ever shoot as an open openly out non-binary person and it was really cool and liberating and like I got to bring a whole bunch of clothes that made me feel really good and I um, you know they did my makeup and I felt I was fucking feeling my fantasy like it was a completely yeah, so non-binary fantasy where, like, I, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't drag, but it just, it just, I, yeah. I was. I felt like a goddess, and um, then I had this person. No, I had several people. Yeah, I had about three or three or four people um, comment or, or like message me um, privately, or they. Um, commented on the photo, which I like deleted because it didn't feel good. But they were like clocking my five o'clock shadow um, and basically like mm. like calling out these masculine elements of my face, which I don't identify with. And I was kind of like, you know what, fuck this. So I put this big rant on my Instagram story about like people commenting on gender diverse folks' bodies and what's clockable and not clockable and what's passing and not passing. And it's like, mm. bitch, like this is a part of my biology and it's a part of me and it's not something that I feel overly comfortable with like I don't like having five o'clock shadow and one day I'll probably get my face lasered or something but like for now it's something that I have to deal with and I fucking was feeling my fantasy and then these people came in so so yeah these etc's story was like yeah wow visibility is so important (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It was so nice to hear it. And again, like with it being on at 830 mm, TV two, exactly. it's just like I don't know if my parents would know of like be aware mm. of non-binary as a concept. Mm-hmm. It would just like I don't think they would get it. And so like if they were suddenly turning on the TV and saw Etc.'s story, I think it's just so important that these things are being broadcast out to people beyond our little fun bubble yeah. that we all love existing in. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, thank you yeah. for sharing that with us. It's go you, and I can't wait to see the photos. Fuck those people once again. <laughs> <laughs> and what does it even matter? Exactly. It's it's what does it matter? idea of what being... Uh, a man or a woman or a trans person or a non-binary person, they already have an idea of what it's supposed to look like. And yeah. it's supposed to look like passable. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's what, that, that's what, you know, media and mm. everything leading up to today yeah. has been teaching. Totally. So it's a bunch of people trying to, who need to unlearn and educate yeah. themselves because it's it, like, we don't need that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. No. And like, you know, just for all the listeners out there, I would just like to say to anybody who might be questioning or might be, you know, like you only need to present how you want to present. You, you know, even if, you, yes, if, totally. if you're non-binary, you don't have to look 
gender neutral. You don't have to look androgynous. You can look hyper-feminine if that's your vibe or hyper-masculine and you will still be valid as a non-binary person. Um, how you present... Yeah. Or you can flip between exactly. the two. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly your life right. and it's your body and you feel good being yourself and that will shine through the most. Absolutely. And people will connect with that the most and you'll start to connect with yourself mm-hmm. more than you ever have in your whole life. Yeah. Like love the person that you are supposed to be and that can be different every day and that's okay. Mm. Oh, my totally. gosh. I'm feeling so good. <laughs> so validated. Yeah, you <laughs> Yeah, you should. Okay, so we get to the runway. Rue looks stunning. Mm-hmm. That little, like, mini dress with the fan. Just, like, were you getting Compton, um... Bring it on. Bring it on. Yes. This like cheerleader kind of, (laughs) cheerleader mixed with like a 60s go-go girl kind of like vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I was vibing. Yes, bitch. I think it's one of the best looks RuPaul has had on a recent season, I would say. Just, I'm just throwing that out there. People can fight me, but I loved it. (laughs) So then we get introduced to Els Carrad, who is a guest judge and is... Part of the cast of Rurangi, um, a movie about a transgender activist returning home um, to their tiny farm, I assume. Mm. Uh, I had not heard of Rurangi, oh my so gosh. I was so glad. It is one of the best pieces of New Zealand cinema in the history of New Zealand cinema. It is fucking yes. glorious. And do you know what was directed by Max Curry, who's the, um, the pit crew daddy? Um, from the mm. earlier episodes. <laughs> He's the director of Hurangi. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's a whole wow. family affair. And, um, oh, my God, Alice Carrot can, oh, God. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have such okay. a crush <laughs> on Alice. He is so <laughs> beautiful and such a talented actor. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm oh. the week at the knees for Alice Carrot. So, Alice, if you're listening... Just know that. I know that you have a little family. That can happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's married. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, what's marriage these yeah, days anyway? Marriage <laughs> Sorry, just a bit of public adoration for Alice Karen. But yeah, please, if you're, no, if you're so listening, cool. watch Rurangi. It is, particularly if you're, like, it is an essential piece of queer cinema. You have to see it. It is so moving, so beautiful. And see if you can spot the ending HIV messaging in one of the scenes. Oh, Oh, amazing. And just like what a platform. Oh my gosh. For yeah. New Zealand film. Totally. Like incredible. And I think it's being released on an international platform. Um Hulu. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's being released on Hulu. Um so that's really exciting. Amazing. So great. So the runway begins. Art is in this like pink Marie Antoinette inspired look which was gorgeous yeah so confusing about where like all that fabric (laughs) (laughs) the bird like cage thing in her hair do you think she bought that with her or like she was holding it in the um you know in the in the the workroom chat um she was like holding like a dollhouse thing i think it was from the bin i think she pulled it out of the bin and she chucked it and she like sprayed it like painted it pink and chucked litter on and shoved it in her wig. Honestly, yeah. like, on Do you think while she was in the bin, she was just being like, <laughs> okay, I will oh so yeah. She, like, had a, like, and so she came out the bin and she, like, had stuffed things into her pockets. 
Yeah. Imagine. That's so wild. Surely. Also. I also need to know. Oh. You go. You go. Um, you go. Yeah, no, you go no, that's you go first. Well, I just, I just want to know if Art stayed in the country. I absolutely think she did. Yeah. She would have had to. Like, because okay. if we think about, like, surely that episode, that's episode four, right? So maybe they've, they've, only, oh, yeah. they've only been filming for, like, probably a week, maybe. Maybe like just over a week. So I would definitely say, yeah, hundred percent. Because at this time we still had, we didn't have quarantine-free travel, so it would have been like at least two weeks before she could get back into the country. Oh my god! Imagine she's like about to step on the plane, and the producers call her and like, "Get off the plane! Get off the plane! We want you back!" (laughs) Oh my god! Also, I think was it? I think in the judges' feedback, they're like. Art isn't going to have the the bring back curse where they you know that thing where mm. they bring them back and then they kind of get eliminated straight away. And I think this was at that point I was like, Art's not going home today. Like this this look is yeah. So that's the thing about Art though. Is she's so conceptual and she's so smart and 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 her delivery is impeccable on her concepts. You know, I think and that's mm. that's one of her strengths. So yeah, good on her. Totally, totally. It was so amazing. So then we see Etcetera. She's like in a 1920s divine deity look. Yeah. Whatever that means. That Sorry, was that stick she was that. holding, you know. Oh. Like, uh, bless, the, bless the sun mm-hmm. for the child that is about to be birthed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I am we- so excited. If you're listening, just please slide into my DMs. I'm so attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that Etcetera's boyfriend, oh no, it's an ex-boyfriend, works with one of our friends. Sorry, oh that's not as exciting. Damn. But kind of exciting. Yeah, that's so, kind of yeah. exciting. Uh, we'll get there. Just the way, I don't we'll know, it's just there. the, she's so beautiful. Wow. Yeah, really cool. And I'm I'm growing to enjoy her makeup more than I did mm. In the beginning, I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this, but I think I'm liking it more now. Yeah. I like it. So we get Maxie in her drag bag, Vivian Westwood inspired. Amazing. I really thought she was going to win. So did I. I she was going to win too. Yeah. I was like, this is the winning look. The silhouette was everything. Yeah. yeah. It the so like good on her. big X's on the back, the like, Everything at the tagging. Yeah. Oh, it's so like, beautiful. Because like, I, I watched it, like, I, like, paused. Um, I rewatched it and then, like, paused when she came onto the runway. And she's got these little tiny, like, jewels, these, ch- like, chains and these little jewels that are dangling off it as well. And then her her little clutch she's wearing with the drag bag, um, that has, like, yeah. oh, my God, it was so good. So yeah. well thought out. And for someone who admitted that she's, like, this wasn't the strength for her, yeah. was incredible. Totally. Well and done. going from last week where they're like, you are beautiful, you are sexy, you don't you don't have to be the funny queen. Like, look at yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then to present this, girl, she is here to win. She, honestly, yeah. that, that was Strong her, like, tender. top five defining moment. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So then we get Karen and her Chappelle Corby Bless. extravaganza, <laughs> eleganza. Um, the wig, I can't with the wig. Elle's called it 
Dora the Explorer. Doing something naughty. Uh, doing a naughty yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was so on point. Yeah. Like, so on point. Oh I just think God. the fact, like, she literally wrote Chappelle on the backpack, which... Like I don't know. I loved. I loved that yeah. the storyline was Chappelle like getting into Bali. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so specific. Ultimate reality. Chappelle Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smoking the literally the biggest oh, yeah, joint ever yeah. rolled. <laughs> so good. So then we have Electra come out. She said she is bringing just been fucked in the printing room realness, which was interesting. The the ties were made in Thailand. Made in Thailand. <laughs> Great yeah, one yeah. from Race there. Great one from Race. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It was fine. Mm. It wasn't amazing to me. Mm. I think. But she took on the what Rue had told her, I, I, and yeah. she listened, and she worked with the feedback. Exactly, like, and I think that I think it could have done with some more kangaroo hair, <laughs> <laughs> or just a little bit of extra um, stuffing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I thought it did look yeah. good. The the second time I watched the episode, I was like, okay, I actually mm. I see the concept, and it's definitely the best thing that she's worn mm. so yeah. far. Yeah, the, sh- the shape, the, even the proportions of, because, you know, she's quite a tall queen, and I think the proportions of the hair mm. with, the like, the shape of the gown was beautiful. Um, yeah, and her makeup improved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, she did. She looked beautiful. Yeah. So then we have Anita walking down. She's in her burning book concept which and she said like I just wanted and I so wanted to be happy for Anita that I was like oh it's not that bad is it and then Jason (laughs) Jason was like uh it's bad it doesn't fit I was like oh great concept yeah and I I mean they said they've seen it before but oh you said Utica had done it maybe No that was um Scarlett Adams had done Utica's look Oh, oh yeah. yeah 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 I just can't remember who's done the burning book look There's before. been heaps of people who've ripped pages up yeah. and just like stuck them to a dress but I, I the concept I got it it's just she she's not a sewer sewing machines hate her like what can she do yeah. they literally hate her Yeah like she's She's set up to lose. It's yeah. a room full of sewing machines against Anita. <laughs> exactly. Oh my <laughs> we God. won't stand for it. <laughs> Poor Anita. <laughs> I know. And then we see Scarlett in her like bloomers and red check gorgeousness. And Michelle calls it glamdiculous. Glamdiculous. Which was a new one for her. Too much L and P. She's creating new words. Yeah, she's busy popping her brain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Michelle looked amazing. She literally mm. had glitter in her wig. Yeah, God. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Her hairstylist is is the moment. Glamdiculous. Glamdiculous. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. I remember oh, <laughs> so something good. maybe we talk about after this, but when she came to Big Out, her hair was pristine. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. it was, And it was so yeah, big. It was wasn't huge. It? Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. Oh, my gosh. So Electra feels. So we get to untucked. Oh Electra wait, we haven't. We like, haven't talked about Kita. Did we talk about? Kita? Oh no, yeah. we haven't. No. Okay, Kita comes down the runway in her like clown clown. Ball. Yeah, and that was a sleeping wait. A, a sleeping, sleeping bag, bag was skirt. It? Yeah. She cut up? Yeah. Yeah. 
so I good. Loved it. I, I really it, liked I it. I loved it. I thought she was going to win the challenge. Um, and I thought, again, yeah. like, I think with Kida, and we said it in the first episode, like, it was so on brand for Kida. It was, like, that campy, like, she really made the most of what she got out of that trash bin and made it into her totally. brand, which was, yeah. So good. Yay! We love you, Kida, so much. So we get into Untucked. Electra feels like she's had her fuck you moment. Um, and Scarlett says she thinks she would have been in the top if she had styled it a bit differently, which was interesting and nice and like a little bit of a truce mm. in this mm. little rivalry. I also loved um, um, I loved Karen's comment to Scarlett um, about being like, you know, I'm so happy for you, really well done, um, but like I'm just waiting for my I'm just waiting for my scripted comedy challenge. But I thought it was just like re- a really good example of good sportsmanship. I was like. You are acknowledging the success of your colleague um, whilst also having your own little experience about, like, wanting to be better, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, yeah, I really – it was a nice yeah. touching moment. It was mm. so nice. It was. So the girls think that Scarlett's in the top, Karen and Anita are in the bottom, and Anita and Electra uh, – sorry, et cetera, both think that Keita should have been in the bottom, which was confusing. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Like, if – I would have put Electra in the bottom and obviously et cetera before Keita. Mm, mm, too. Weird. But, hey, who knows? So we get the judges um, side uh, breaking down, figuring out who's going to go home. Um, they say that Art has broken the curse of being brought back. Mm. Um, they say Etcetera's look wasn't finished. It was beautiful, but she could have pushed it further. Um, they said that Maxie looked sexy. Karen Chappelle was Dora Explorer doing something naughty. When they get to Anita, they say that they love her, but they hated the outfit and it looked like it was falling apart. It was just, oh, we'll get to the lip sync in a minute. But like, how could, that was Sophie's choice. I think Karen pushed her through. The fact that she's just like Anita. I know. I loved Reese's thing about like, I can almost forgive her. Like she could, you could, she could wear a sack a potato sack and still sell it. And like, it is true though. Like Anita is such a watchable presence and. Oh yeah. I loved, um, I I loved Michelle's pegging comment. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, that that hit me on a different level. I was like, "Mm, yes. It was good. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. And then they say Scarlett nailed it. Oh yeah. Michelle didn't peg her to be so good. (laughs) That's right. Mm. <laughs> and I, I didn't peg her to be so good. <laughs> so we get back to the runway. Scarlet wins two thousand. Well, Scarlet wins a gift card of two thousand five hundred dollars. Um, Art and Maxie are safe, etc. Is safe, and Karen and Anita are up for an elimination. And Karen dabs, which was like the strangest thing that's ever happened on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> a moment. It was a moment, and that is a meme-worthy yeah. moment. Yeah, I wonder why. Do you think she was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that, but it was the only thing I was thinking. I reckon someone dared her too. If you ever get in the bottom, just dab. dab. But also I think one of the Karen's shows that I saw, she dabbed, I'm pretty sure. And it was, like, uh, wild. Because, you know, Karen's such a campy, <laughs> campy catch queen. You're like, that's the last thing you expect Karen to be doing. 
Yeah. And are people still dabbing? I don't. Well, this is the thing. Ask the Gen Zers. I think they're going around like two fingers to the arm or something at this point. Um, Yeah, the Gen Zers know everything. Checking for a pulse. Checking for a pulse. They do. I'm so into it. So the song, the lip sync song is I Begin to Wonder by Danny Minogue. They both kind of take a bit of like a comedy approach to the lip sync. I personally thought that Karen's lip sync was boring and repetitive, mm. and I don't think that she necessarily won. I that's just, just me. I think it was a terrible song choice. I just think it, like, it, it was yeah. not... Particularly for those two queens who are t- two really campy queens who clearly have a comedic lip sync style, um, I just mm. I just think the genre was off. Um, but I have to like I have to say I just loved seeing some of these kind of like classic drag queen moves that they were doing. Um, yes. Like it just, yeah. that, that's, that's <laughs> like my drag to a T, and I felt seen. I felt yeah. represented. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, that that kind of redeemed the lip sync. But I agree. I think I think Anita's lip sync was stronger. Yeah. yeah. Well, by the end of it, Karen kind of had like a whole dance routine. Like she was repeating steps and, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Anita was playing off Karen. Mm. She was like mm. doing the like, you're crazy yeah. little, I don't know. And I think I just really wanted Anita to stay. Yeah. And what a storyline it would have been to bring back Art Simone and then eliminate Karen from finance. Like, that would have been such a plot point. Right? How good would that be? Oh, my God. It would have been delicious TV. Also, the – oh, we haven't got there yet, but I'm I'm (laughs) preempting. So Karen stays. Kita's devastated. Anita is sashaying away. Karen is like ugly crying. So so is Kita. Um, yeah, it was so, so heartbreaking. Sad. Like contextually, <laughs> no, like just knowing their relationship, it was so heartbreaking seeing Kita cry as Anita left. Yeah. Do you know one of my like favorite things about Drag Race is that these queens just look ridiculous and they're really like feeling real raw emotions yeah. while yeah. like dressed up as a ball <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. like, yeah. so good yeah so true. but I thought Anita's exit was the most incredible display of sportsmanship I've ever seen on RuPaul's Drag Race ever totally she thanked everyone she said it's been an honour to be here. Yeah. Gave um, Karen a hug when Karen only wanted a high five. The high five hug moment. It was like, <laughs> it was like the three-way handshake of John Key at, at, the, yeah. at the rugby game. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so awkward. Oh, it sucked. And then Anita, her last line was, is it too early to talk about All-Stars? And the answer is absolutely not. And yeah, we need Anita, you're on All-Stars, babe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. She's so cute. And she said she was disappointed to be leaving but feels more confident in herself and is proud of what she's done. And then she starts stealing things from the world. Icon shit. Like starting with the, the, yeah. the, mirror, the mirror lipstick. Yeah. And um, just a plug for Anita, I think. You know, she said um, that she feels so much more confident in her drag. 
listeners out there, go buy tickets to Anita's one woman show, um, Life of a Funny Girl. Yes. Like you'll you'll get to see it firsthand, and she deserves all the support we can give her because she is an she really amazing does. drag queen. Yeah, she was literally in Adelaide, like on Friday, right, she performed it, and then yeah. flew. Yeah, and flew back and did a viewing party last night at Eagle Bar. Like, it's amazing. It's so wild. And, like, this is what I'm loving, like, beginning to see is this kind of, like, trans-Tasman, like, situation and popularity of these queens. And it's going to be so cool to see, particularly the Kiwi queens, their careers just, like, blossom after this experience. Explode. Yeah. Absolutely. And the only thing that made Anita's elimination slightly okay was that in the trailer for next week, we saw Susan fucking Hall. <laughs> oh my God. We screamed. I, uh, yeah, I fell off my chair. I was like, I, I, I can't believe yeah. when before the season ever aired, me and my friends were discussing, like, who do you think they'll get on? La, 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 la. And up until this point, it's yeah. kind of been a bit <laughs> underwhelming. Kind of, kind of, apart from Al's, like, Al's, yes, yummy, yummy, yum. But yes. Suzanne fucking yes. Paul, like, the gay icon of New Zealand. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh. And sitting beside Michelle. Yeah, so good. Oh. I think that RuPaul, like, if he doesn't know who Suzanne is, he Suzanne's going to become someone that Rue just like literally yeah. loves. Yeah. yeah, Suzanne would be a great snatch game character. Yes, she would be with thousands of luminous spheres. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, there's more. It would have been. Maybe that's what yeah. my snatch game will be when I'm shoulder tapped to do season two. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to. Yes. Oh, I'm ready for a, I'm ready for a night of a thousand Suzanne. Balls. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Why? How good would that be? Yes. Because what was wait before she was doing? Oh, natural glow, natural, natural glow. glow. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is now thin, Lizzie. Yeah. Oh my, that is iconic shit. Um, and then there's that like plot twist in the preview, preview for next week's episode as well. Mm. Yes, so they have to make their own very their very own brand of yeast. I think spread yeah. like Marmite, Marmite or Vegemite. Oh. Yeah, Jason's got yeast spray in the I nose. It was like but... a yeast spray. Like, <laughs> I get no no more yeast. <laughs> Yeah. Easy off, yeast. But that could be a good one for you to do, yeah. yeah. More smart, more safe, um, yeast, and- <laughs> Cancel me. So then, yeah, there's something that Rue needs to talk to the girls about, which we're hypothesizing is maybe the conversation about Scarlet Adams. Great minds that collide, and- babes. Yeah, like yeah. Scarlet Adams, yeah. the thing she had to deal with. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little racist, and moment. that will be, yeah, that'll be interesting because, I mean, I can't remember that ever happening on like RuPaul's Drag Race, and if it has, it definitely mm. would not have been on the main stage. Well, it's interesting, right? Because like, I guess the last time we had contra- contra- controversy mm. um, was like Sherry Pie, and Sherry Pie just got completely edited out of the season. So I guess maybe yeah. there was something there where the production team were like. Instead of cancelling her because I don't know whatever, we'll get her. We'll address it directly mm. on the main stage. Uh, honestly, it's going to be wild. Yeah. I am perched on the edge of my seat, ready to see how it goes down. Same. Given as well, I can't, like Michelle's face. Yeah. 
looks like, shocked, especially because she's just been like, I pegged her. Yeah. And I also interesting the conversation, the context, if, if that is the case, potentially the mm. fact that there are no queens of colour left on the season, um, mm. you know, and like what that kind of means overall about addressing these things. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. interesting. And I wonder what, yeah, I, was, I would love to know the behind the scenes of who brought that to Rue to talk about, like, mm. as it is, this is all mm. hypothetical, but, like, how are those conversations started to be, like, we need to talk about this on the show yeah. because it's not good enough that the two POC queens have And also, like, I'm just thinking about timelines and stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure all of that stuff came out publicly after the filming, so, like, yes. surely there was somebody behind the scenes or something who maybe tipped off production that that had happened. If this is the case, that we're going to get it next week. Um, like, yeah. what, how, how has it worked in terms of that being filmed and then the what had to happen mm. after the show and in terms of the work that Scarlett has now had to do with, with um, you know, apologies to different communities and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, and it will be it will be interesting just how someone response to being asked about exactly that. like it's, it'll be so yeah, yeah. telling of her character um mm. but i also think that all the teasers have been really juicy and then like last time the juicy teaser and it was just a fake drama yeah. so i'm also like mm, let's not get our hopes up <laughs> yeah come on production come through for us next week yeah yeah <laughs> well Oh my gosh, what an episode. It yeah. was full of chatter Heart between break. the queens. Heartbreak. Heart Anita, we love you so yeah. much. Yeah, um, Good friend of the pod uh, has been kind enough to gift us with uh, our award today. Yes. Uh, Kaylee, thank you so much for gifting us with the Broken Wings Award, which um, I assume we're collectively giving to Anita. We are. For the third week, fourth week in a row, Anita <laughs> wins an award. Yeah. Anita, you are queen of our hearts. You fly high with those broken uh, wings, baby. Fly high, honey. Yeah, take these broken wings and fly away. <laughs> yeah, oh. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> we One day when we meet Anita, we will just get to, like, smother her just in our love. Give her these <laughs> physical awards. Yeah. A bag yeah. of trophies. Like, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, yeah. but you've actually won all of these things. She just, she just continues to win them right throughout the season. Like, yeah, this week she yeah, still yeah. goes posthumously to Anita Winklet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. I wish it was like um, Survivor when they have the jury, so they bring back like eliminated contestants. Like, just I'm just going to miss her presence. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do a reunion episode where they all come back before the finale. I know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know. It feels eh? like they won't yeah. with only that's true. eight episodes. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, but I wish they would. Maybe someone would do like an online one. Yeah. That mm. would be fun. Oh. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you, Blaze, as always, for joining us. Thank you so much for having We're me. We're so... 
Anytime. Absolutely in love with you, etc. Yeah. If you're listening, you know what to do. At Blaze by Blaze on Instagram. At Blaze by Blaze. <laughs> Please, etc. Thank you to Ending HIV for bringing us together once yes. again. And we love you. Yeah, follow Kick Ons Pod on Instagram. Please like, subscribe, tap. What share whatever you need to do and yes. go support ending HIV as well because they are doing the Lord's work. They really Please. are. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> Have a gorgeous rest of your day. Yes. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.